Brick Moon Fiction presents Mommy Gonna Kill the Monsters Good by Eric Del Carlo. Narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle. Shush, little baby. Arm as cradle. Mold the little one to yourself. Keep the gun hand free. Baby will go on nursing, even with you squeezing off rounds. You got used to it, Belle. So will your little one when your time comes. And so Belle breathed out as she pulled the trigger, like had been ingrained in her since, since always. Make every shot count. Use your breathing to center your aim. Bam. Deafening. Or it would be deafening if Belle hadn't grown with gunfire. Same way now her baby was growing up with it. And, yep, just like Mama said, the little one kept right on suckling as Belle held her head to her breast. Take your food, in the same sing-song. There had never been a question about this baby, about conceiving and having this baby. It was an imperative. She was a woman. Her body was capable of producing this organic spectacle. The capability could not go unused. It would be a crime against nature, against humanity itself. Bam! Another breath carefully released. Another bullet emptied from the big pistol. She had grown into this weapon. As a tween and younger, she'd used smaller guns. This wide-mawed tool had belonged to her mother. She had, in the end, used it on herself, telling Belle what she intended to do before sending her grown daughter out of the cave. It had been a necessary act, almost as critical as Belle giving birth to a child. Her mother had done it proper, slug in the brain pan. She'd gotten old, gotten sick, couldn't move anymore. The brain shot, after a heartfelt farewell to Bell, assured no reanimation would occur. It was one less human, yes, but it wasn't one more zomb. And finally, bam, the last one dropped. They'd been after her in a pack. They had been military once. She could tell by the tatters of uniforms they wore. The baby went on nursing. Bell fed her from her own body just as the child herself had come out of her. Mama had explained all the fleshy mechanics of conception, pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Belle couldn't remember a time when she hadn't known where babies came from. Mommy gonna kill the monsters good. She held the pistol away, so the curls of colorless smoke wouldn't bother the infant. The hungry, steadfast mouth stayed on her swollen nipple. She gently rocked her daughter now, repeating the nursery rhyme. In a semicircle around where she stood, the collapsed bundles of bones, skin, and rotted meat lay unmoving. It was good that these had once been soldiers. They would have ammunition on their persons. She was her baby's home. She was her daughter's food. She was also the child's army. Belle would defend her, keep her safe, see that she grew up knowing everything she needed to know, just like Mama had done for her. The lack of higher mental function made any signs of latent human behavior all the more poignant. Zoms reasoned as animals, at best. Since they couldn't age or starve and injury only slowed them, they didn't need any real instincts. They weren't prey. They weren't even predators in the strictest sense. Zoms were just blindly groping appetites. But these soldiers had come for her together. When she'd searched the bodies, she had found that their identifications matched. They had belonged to a single military unit. 
after their turning, they had stayed together. It was like they were trying to carry on a shadow version of their old lives. Mama hadn't just taught her about babies and guns. Belle knew of the world that had been. She knew how to read. These things were important. When she walked through a place with buildings, she could read the signs. She also understood that at one time such a place would have teemed with humans. They would have lived in a kind of civilized cooperation with one another. It was possible for people to live that way. When all the zombs were gone, it would be possible once again. Belle had to stay alive, had to teach her child to keep alive, so that when the time came, civilization could be renewed. That wouldn't happen if humans let themselves become like the zombs in all but their flesh-eating drives. But there weren't a lot of signs of that resurgence. Here and there were pockets of people, yes. They holed up in bunkers, in compounds, behind walls. They had weapons. They fought off the hungry hordes, but those groups weren't looking for outsiders. They might have food, water, might even be growing their food, but supplies were always limited, the margin for survival keenly narrow. Belle kept on the move. She kept to herself. The man who had impregnated her had been a chance encounter. He had been wary of her, but when she told him what she wanted, he acquiesced. They'd lain together in a dusty, dark room, in one of the wind-blasted towns on the plains. She hadn't enjoyed the sex very much, but it had done what it was supposed to do. She'd gotten her child. A girl at that, which felt lucky. She could teach her daughter the way Mama had taught her. There was always the here and now to occupy her. More abstract notions were a kind of background noise. Yes, civilization might rise again one day. Yes, humans had to keep reproducing, and the zombs had to be put down until all were gone. Yes, Mama, I understand. But the immediacies of life never went away. Right now she knelt by a brackish pond, rinsing out her child's diaper. The infant lay on the ground atop Belle's jacket. The tiny but strangely agile legs kicked and kicked. The small face was crowded with expression, and she made exuberant sounds. Belle scrubbed the diaper rinsed it thoroughly, then hung it on a thorny bush nearby. The lonely wind lifted and dropped its edges. She could see all around, in every direction. Zoms couldn't sneak up on someone vigilant. They were clumsy. They were lurchers. They gave off that rotten smell. Belle checked all the compass points. The scene was clear. It was time for her to eat. She was lean. Her limbs were snaked with hard sinew, her mother, before getting old and ill, had been the same. It was all the walking that kept her in fighting trim. She had to be able to physically defend herself, to outdistance the zombs when necessary. It was one more reason not to hole up anywhere for too long. Not only were you in the trap of trying to maintain dwindling supplies, but you'd get sedentary. Reaching into her pack, she took out a hunk of rabbit she'd hunted yesterday. Like shooting zombs, she was precise about it. Animals were harder to kill, in fact. They might not have pretensions to any higher reasoning, but their survival instincts had only intensified since the shamble began. Zombs wanted warm flesh. It didn't have to be human flesh. Belle chewed the meat quickly and carefully. As she did, she kept up her lookout. The child, laying on her jacket, was no longer kicking her legs. She was watching Belle with a sudden intensity. When Belle gazed back, the girl turned her head first one way, then the other. 
then back at Bell with wide eyes. She was doing the lookout, Bell realized with a shivery awe. A grin broke out on her wind-whipped face. Mama had told her about moments like this, when Bell herself had started to learn by emulating the examples she saw. It was beautiful. It touched Bell's heart. This was a difficult task she had, bringing up a child who could herself survive in this world. It wouldn't be too many years before the girl would hold a gun for the first time. All the skill and knowledge had to be passed down. She bent down and kissed the baby's soft forehead. Happy gurgles ensued. Then Belle snatched the dried diaper off the bush, buckled up her pack, and picked up the guns and the child. The day was starting to wane. She would find shelter, and they would sleep. And tomorrow all this would be repeated. She knew about the shamble, how it had started, what combination of unlucky and malicious factors had touched off the pandemic. It was a terrible thing, of course. But Bell had always harbored a certain secret contempt for the humans who'd first encountered the Zoms. There had been a chance, right at the start of the global outbreak, to quash the disaster. Decisive action might have ended it. Massive airstrikes, inviolable quarantines, heavy measures made with cold-blooded precision. The Zoms could have been stopped dead, or undead. But Mama, who had lived through those times, explained that it wasn't so clear-cut back then. There was a sizable percentage of the population that didn't even believe the plague was happening. That only increased Bell's contempt. Those people had been civilized? What use was civilization if it produced people that stupid? Background noise. The focus of her senses was on the town ahead. Last night, she and the baby had slept in a beached RV. The vehicle had been tilted into a ditch alongside a blistered strip of highway. The air inside was stifling, even overnight. But they might have stayed there extra days if their food wasn't running out. Well, her food. The baby had her mother's milk and appeared to be fairly thriving on it. But Belle had to eat. Her strength was still, in a way, her daughter's strength, just as when the child was in her belly. The town appeared typical of the small burgs dotting these flatlands, Belle had been back and forth over this general territory many times in her life, first with her mother, then alone, now with her own child. She had birthed her daughter on her own, of course, but Mama had told her how everything would be, and she had endured the pain and commotion. The girl, slung in her blanket, dozed against her now as she approached the dusty town's outskirts. The infant was precious. She was everything. The protective instinct had come immediately, even before the birth. When Belle had felt the first stirring inside her, she had known she would do anything to preserve her child's life. In addition to the big handgun, she carried smaller pistols, as well as a well-kept lightweight assault rifle. This she unshouldered now as she reached the first of the weathered buildings. This was a place she hadn't been before. Towns could be trouble. The sight lines weren't good. Zombs might be wandering the streets or inside the structures, blindly searching for food which they wanted for no other reason than the dumb brute wanting of it. The flesh they ate didn't sustain them, didn't support their life. They had no life. Another thing about towns or any place with buildings, there might be people already there, dug in. The closed camps and tribes, armed, holding on to what was theirs, averse to outsiders, Bell didn't want to die at the hands of another live human. 
She didn't want to die at all, not until her daughter was self-sufficient. In a way, she owed that to Mama. So she scanned her surroundings with a trained eye, swinging the barrel of the rifle back and forth while the baby continued to sleep against her. She paused in the street, grit crunching quietly under her boots' soles. The doors all stood open on the nearest buildings. The prairie wind blew inside them with a hollow sigh. Here and there a window was broken, the rest caked with dirt. But it was the doors, all wide open. It meant these places had already been scavenged. Zombs might pile against a door if they heard someone inside and eventually break it down through weight of numbers, but they didn't turn doorknobs. The town wasn't big. She could see to the far end of it from here. Probably the whole site had been stripped by humans looking for food and supplies. Yeah, but probably wouldn't cut it. Belle needed to feed herself. Some canned goods were still edible and easier to haul around than game. Also, it was so much simpler than hunting. Just open a tin. There's your food, ready to eat. People in the old days had it so good. So she began the methodical search. It was, again, something she'd been taught from such a young age to do. When you went in someplace, you went in gun up, and you damn well made sure of your escape behind you. The nearest structures were single-storied, residences. Their interiors showed all the signs of a thorough ransacking. There wasn't an item of food, weapon, or article of clothing anywhere. She moved on to the next block. Her hollow gut made her keep on looking. When she neared the center of the small town, she drew up short. She ducked behind a half-collapsed wall, on alert, rifle against her shoulder, eye to the scope. It wasn't zombs. It wasn't any movement at all. But at the midpoint of the town, vehicles had been tilted over onto their sides, in a ring around a sturdy-looking municipal building of some sort. Further material had been stacked neatly atop the cars, fortifying the wall. Some group had made a fortress here. They were surely the same ones who'd pillaged every other building. Everything useful had been taken to the stronghold. The walls of overturned vehicles and chunks of masonry were meant to keep out the Zombs, and probably any human who didn't already belong to the main group. Another closed-off gang, hunkering in one place. Maybe breeding, maybe just surviving, but no matter how deep the supplies were, they'd eventually run out. Maybe they sent out hunting parties, or maybe they were even looking for other people to join them. It could be that this place, right here, was the start of the new civilization her mother had talked about with such a glimmer in her eyes. Mama had really believed. But these thoughts felt like wishes. Belle kept her eyes steady to the rifle scope. It gave her a magnified view of the fort. She studied the face of the building visible to her. There were grates over the windows. No one was out in the area just beyond the wall. No lookouts, no sentries. No sounds came from the place. She watched and waited. Patience was something else she'd learned early on. You couldn't be careless in this world. Not if you wanted to stay alive. After carefully observing the motionless silence of the place for some while, she moved out from behind the half-fallen wall. She circled the fort, hyper-aware of her surroundings. The baby continued to sleep. A warm, breathing presence pressed to her. Then she saw it. A breach in the wall. One of the vehicles had been shoved out of place. Enough zombs could do that if they got lucky and all pushed on the same spot at the same time. Or maybe it had been a pack of roaming humans who wanted the fortress's supplies for themselves. 
That last was a despairing thought. It pushed back hard against any notions of renewed civilization. But the breach explained the silence and emptiness. Bell surreptitiously circled the entire building, watching every window. A door into the structure itself stood open, confirming that disaster had indeed struck here. Whoever had gotten through the outer wall had gotten inside. There would be only death here. It crushed something in her. She shouldn't have let herself think even for a moment about a civilized place with cooperative, helpful people. It was all she could do to worry about her daughter's well-being and upbringing. She and this child were all the civilization she was likely to know for the rest of her days. Survival. That was all there was. Survival was immediate, not abstract. She faced her current problem. Get food. There might still be food inside the fortress. She would go in. Fear joined the hollowness in her stomach. She was good with fear. Fear kept her sharp. She scouted the gap in the wall an extra five minutes, then finally scurried toward it. The barrel of her rifle went through first. She stepped into the space beyond. Her boot came down on a shell casing. At least two shots had hit the dislodged vehicle. There was still no sound or movement from the building. On fast, quiet feet, she made her way around the stone edifice to the open door. Here again, the fear touched her deep. But she didn't turn back. There could be a serious haul here, and she couldn't pass up the possibility. Her child wasn't going to stay on breast milk for the rest of her life, and food from a can might be more palatable than any game Belle could hunt. So, like everything, she was doing this for her girl. What else mattered? Inside, it was a large open space, with diffuse light coming through the graded windows. She quickly swept the area. There were signs of habitation, mattresses on the floor, scattered clothes and other random articles. An upright metal barrel still smelled of ashes. A fire had burned in it. A cooking fire? Where was the food? As her eyes continued to adjust to the dimness, she noticed the splatter stains on the floor. She ran the toe of her boot through one, saw the flaky trail it made. Blood. A row of doors faced the big area. There must have been offices when this building was functioning as originally intended. The office doors were all open, except for one. There was still nothing moving in here, but suddenly Bell heard a sound, like something soft being dragged over concrete. The air went still in her lungs. She heard only the baby's breathing, and that shuffling sound, like someone, something, shambling. Goddamn zombs. Almost as dumb and harmful as the humans who'd let the shamble happen in the first place. If it had been prevented, Bell could have been born into a civilized world and known all its wonders and comforts. Instead, she crossed to the closed door. It had a pebble-glass window set into it. She couldn't see through clearly, but there was movement inside. Listening close, she heard the distinct drag of heavy feet on the floor. A zom's walk. The door was shut. Somebody had either deliberately closed it to trap the zombie inside, or else the zombie itself had blundered against the door and shut itself in. It wouldn't be able to get out on its own. With a surge of relief, Bell retreated. She started checking the open offices, and with each one she felt a new jolt of delight. There was canned food. Heaps of it. 
more than she'd be able to carry, which was more food than she'd ever seen in one place, which meant she was rich. She stood there, basking in her good fortune. Humans, then, hadn't raided this place. The Zombs had gotten in. The residents had tried to fight them off, but gotten overrun. Now the spoils belonged to Belle, simply for happening on this place. But she wouldn't stay here. Even if she could maneuver that vehicle back into its place in the wall, she didn't want to hole up. It wasn't in her nature. Besides, this building was too big to guard on her own. She would pack up her riches and get out. But there was a matter to tend to first. If you ever had a chance to put down a zomb, you had to do it. Mama had always said so. There might be millions of the monsters, probably more like billions, but every human had to do her duty. The zombs had to be destroyed, one by one. She'd have to kill the one in the office. Might as well do that first so she wouldn't have to listen to it shuffling around. Setting down the rifle, she drew the handgun. Mama's gun. Her daughter, amazingly enough, was still asleep. Belle went to the door. Hand on the knob, she brought up the weapon, braced herself. She turned the knob and shoved the door inward. The gun was aimed dead on the head. Blow the brains out. End the undead life. She breathed out automatically to further steady the shot. But her finger didn't tighten on the familiar trigger. It had once been a woman, though there was no saying when its human life had ended. Zombs weren't pretty. This one certainly wasn't, with its rotted skin and matted hair. Under other circumstances, there wouldn't have been anything distinguishing about it. But the zombie female was carrying something. It was a very particular cradling hold. The infant stirred in that softly squirming way. But Belle saw that it, too, wasn't alive. Zombs didn't feed on each other. But sometimes, like with those soldiers, there seemed to be a connection between them. Something left over from their previous lives. Maybe this little one had always been this zombie's child before they'd gotten bitten and contracted the shamble. Or maybe something dim in the female's brain had made her pick up the undead baby and carry her like this. Perhaps she even fed the child. Belle took her finger off the trigger. She shut the door and stepped back. One less zomb was always a good thing, yes. Yes, Mama, you're right. But maybe civilization wouldn't begin again with a hardy band of survivors establishing an impregnable fortress nor even with welcoming in outsiders. Maybe civilization began with mercy. Her daughter woke up then and looked around curiously. Belle showed her all the canned goods as she started loading them into the pack. She let the little girl handle one of the tins. Her eyes were wide and wondering, as if she knew it were something important. Eric Del Carlo has been compulsively, convulsively, and propulsively writing fiction for the vast majority of his lifetime. His successes include appearances in such world-renowned science fiction publications as Analog, Asimov's, and Clark's World. The anthologies he's appeared in are beginning to crowd his bookshelf. His novels range from sword and sorcery like War Torn, written with Robert Asprin, to urban fantasy like The Golden Gate is Empty, written with his father, Vic Del Carlo, to his young adult titled The Vampire Years. He's written podcasts for Earbud Theater, had his novels released as Russian editions, written scads of erotica, and seen his fiction chosen for a year's best anthology. He writes because he doesn't know how to stop, 
and because he's determined to carve out every last worthy word he can while he still walks this world. Also, he's eager to know you, so contact him via Facebook. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.